0: Autobots, roll out! End of line. This sounds pretty heavy. Wait, that's nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me.
1: Hasta the vista, baby. i'm batman
0: what's cracking welcome to the inaugural episode of vintage geeks i'm i'm one of your hosts david and i'm joe and uh this is our like i said our inaugural episode And uh, me and joe used to be on a show called the supercast for those of you who don't know us um, and that got put on the shelf for a little while. We decided to break out and do something on our own. And this is it. Me and Joe are kind of, we're into uh, geek stuff, I, especially when it comes to like, a OG geek, what, what, what ushered in the era of geek, like seventies and eighties, man, like we, we're children of that era and we can wax poetically about
1: it 80s so, baby uh, 80s yeah. baby is some good shit i mean we got you know we're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con i mean you know sequel to top gun man that's a major 80s property so
0: it, it's it it's actually funny because a lot of comic-con especially this year and and kind of geek them in general this year has been kind of going trying to work the nostalgia button for everybody. It seems to be like up in the forefront. So, you know, it, I mean,
1: well, speaking but, well, of
0: comic con. It's like, look at Picard, like all everything that we're going to talk about. All right. First off, it's, we got like Picard. So you're bringing the, you which is huge for, you know, Star Trek in general. I think it had one of the biggest pops at comic con ever. Um, and then you got Top Gun, like you said. You got Terminator, uh, Dark Fate. You have Westworld. You have Watchmen. Like all this stuff is like just needling the kids from the '80s, going, "This is what you wanted. We're giving it to you." So,
1: well, with all that, with all that stuff, it's you know, all these things are big budgets, and you know, what are studios going to take a chance on? A, a, a Valerian type thing uh, or something that has some nostalgia and it has a uh, you know some prior history and success so yeah. you know what so what you know what they're going to play it safe in that aspect but hopefully with these sh- with these you know movies and TV shows and all that to innovate and give us something interesting to watch so I mean dude man that The freaking Top Gun, and I know we'll get to it, but, dude, that Top Gun Maverick is just a whole, it's a freaking nostalgia boner, that whole trailer.
0: It absolutely is. You know, and to be honest, out of all the trailers that I've watched within the last week, I think it might be the best put-together trailer
1: of all of them. Oh, dude, no question. That is, number one, it came out of nowhere, which is always great. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Cruise comes, you know, strolling out he, and they dropped this on us and it gives us, it gives us, you know, flashbacks of the movie that we love and awesome mm-hmm. scenes. And I was watching, again, you know me and I hate reaction videos, right? I had to watch, <laughs> yeah. I had to watch a few. And the, the one dude was like, when the, the scene where he's taken off from the aircraft carrier, he goes, is Tom Cruise flying? is Tom Cruise flying? Tell me that he's flying. Yes. It's just, it's freaking awesome. It was the Collider one, wasn't it? Because I yes. yeah, I
0: was thinking the same thing when, when I first watched it. I'm like, is Tom Cruise fucking flying that plane? And then I watched the Collider one, like, I don't know, a few hours ago. And I was like, oh my god, they thought the same thing. I'm like, that's funny. Everyone, I think that was everyone's first thought was, did, did Tom Cruise just fucking fly a fighter jet? Like, <laughs> What the fuck? So the other one, what?
1: the other one. Do you know? Do you know Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian?
0: Yes. Okay, yeah. so
1: he's Italian. I'm Italian, so I, I love listening to him. But he's he's doing like a selfie video of him, and then his TV is in the background, and he's watching this thing. And he's going he's, as this is going through, he's like, "Tell me you don't want to join the Navy." He goes, "The jacket, <laughs> the glasses, the bike, the abs." The piano, oh, he's going over the Alps, oh, we're dipping, you know, it's like, it's, it's great, I mean, it's just, just, it was, that's just phenomenal, you got the, you got the, uh, the Harold Faltermeyer score, you know, that, yep. I mean, because as soon as you hear that first tone, like, I can name that oh, you tune know in exactly one what note, it is. I can name exactly. that tune in one note, <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Oh um.
1: So, so yeah, that was a great that was a great kickoff to San Diego Comic Con.
0: Yeah, it, it really was, and I busted on it a little bit because, you know, it, there's something to be said for watching it in on a big screen. That's going to be a big screen kind of deal, because when I watched it on my phone, and and I'll you know. When I was a kid and I watched Top Gun, I was fucking all about it. I'm like, holy shit, this this movie's amazing. Now, the older I've gotten, it's fallen out of favor a little bit where I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of fucking corny and shit like that. So, But yeah, it still kind of holds a little bit of a nostalgia
1: moment for me. So hey, man, like, they still know. are going to have oiled up volleyball, dude. I know.
0: Uh, oil, it looks like oiled up football. Because he spins it, and I, even I think it better. looks like a football. I know. Oh, my God. So I watched this video, this trailer, and I'm like, on my phone, I'm looking at it going, eh, whatever. I don't care. This, it, it looks what I expect out of Top Gun. So I watched it a little while ago on my TV in my office, and I got a completely different reaction. Because I could see things; things were a lot more clear, and it looks beautiful. It looks wonderfully shot. Like first off, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. But it hits the right beats. It, it it's taken itself the right amount of seriously. You know, it it's not poking fun at itself, but kind of deep down back there, it's like this is a dumb action play. And I, I appreciate that. I it was an amazing trailer and I was shocked it was my favorite of the con, All right, let's, like, do let's do this.
1: Let's do this before before we start going to San Diego Comic Con since you know we got people who probably know us are listening but people who yeah. aren't. So so let's go over kind of our you know, what's in our wheelhouse and what, you know, gets our yeah. gets us going yeah. and, and uh what our what our passion is. So you go.
0: What's yeah. Alright. So I, I am I was born in '75, so I get the tail end of the '70s and all the '80s and '90s. Uh, I am, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, fucking huge. Like, out of all the fandom, Star Wars is by far my favorite. Vader's my favorite character. Just I, I'm Star Wars geek through and through. I also love Batman. Batman's my favorite superhero. Love all Harley Quinn, all everything Batman related. The the. You know, the whole Bat family, fucking love it. Um, I just love, I love geeky shit. And as much as I try to, like, bash on Trekkies, as you'll hear a lot from me, whereas Joe is a Trekkie, I uh, I actually enjoy Trek a little bit here and there. But I, I will always forever give Joe shit about being geeked out of about mm-hmm. just like he should get me shit about being geeked out about Star Wars, but yeah. So Star Wars geek, comic book geek, movie geek, um, that, that, I get geeky about a lot of shit. There's very little shit that I don't like. And when I don't like it, you'll know.
1: Cool. Um, well for me, a little bit before you, so I was born in 69 and my first, um, Late, you know, late '70s. Superman the movie is my is my you know end all be all. Uh, going, to, I've you know saw that you know in the movie theater, sitting in the front row as a kid. I've uh, loved Christopher Reeve as Superman. I love Man of Steel and that too, but Christopher Reeve is my Superman. You know, Star. I love Star Wars too. I I saw all the Star Wars in theaters back before this back before we had multiplexes when it was on a gigantic <laughs> screen with like 3000 people in the auditorium that that's the kind of theater that I, that I went to um you know I saw things like Rocky 4 which if you listen to the supercast I talk about it was it was an experience people were we were jumping and fist pumping and punching in the air you know you didn't know that Apollo was going to die because there was no internet back then and there was really no this you know constant entertainment news cycle, so you got surprised with things like that. Um, I, uh, Star Trek, I love the Next Generation. That's my main one. I do love the original series and Deep Space Nine and all that, but uh, the Next Generation is what really got me into uh, Star Trek. And again, I, I love things like you talk about eighties. You know, Tron. I love that movie. Oh Knight Rider. So good. You know, night, shows like that, Knight Rider. Uh, Back to the Future, love Back to the Future, and uh, I don't I don't really collect comic books much anymore. Um, I do have a ton of them, but uh, I, I am a huge fan of mainly of Alex Ross's art. So things like Kingdom Come and Marvels, uh, Justice, anything like that, even his current you know comic book covers, I'll, I'll collect. Uh, and I'm a huge, huge fan. Of his version of the original Captain Marvel, so and he's not—I don't call him Shazam because that's the new stuff. I'm talking about the original Captain Marvel with with the cool suit with a big lightning bolt logo that doesn't look like <laughs> a stupid triangle. So yeah, Alex Ross's version of of that and of Kingdom Come Superman are are just iconic to me. And uh, I also like—I also like Art Germ. I like his his art. It's you know newer style, more of the graphic art type thing. And, uh, I just, I have a ton of collectibles. I mean, I have, what, 15 boxes of collectibles, statues, action figures, comic art, props, whatever, all that kind of thing. So I've kind of, i kind of pared that back a little bit because that gets expensive. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, that's, that's, those are my, uh, those are my main, uh, fandoms and, uh. Anything else that's interesting that comes along? I'm pretty, I'm pretty open to a lot of things that are out there. Um, I, I'm, I'm mainly a DC fan, but I love the Marvel stuff. I'm not one of these. If it isn't DC, it sucks, and find excuses right. not to like Marvel. So, it, the, the better ever, all these movies are, the more we will get. So, you know, it is what it is. So, so that's both of us. Uh, so, we would appreciate it if you. Subscribe, share, get the word out. Um, like I said, we just we do this just because we love it, and just talking to each other, and we're friends. So, you know, we're not the super experts on everything. We know a lot about stuff, but you know, it's just we're just bullshitting. So, that's that. If you don't like yep. it, don't listen. If you do like it, keep listening. Right?
0: And we and we and we tend to go down fucking rabbit holes. Too. Oh yeah, like we'll we'll go we'll go off on a tangent. We'll we'll start somewhere on fucking like. Like the car trailer ended up talking about the fucking eight team by the end of it. So, you know, it, it's shit like that. It, we just, it's, it's fun, you know. And, and again, as much as we both love DC, like I said, well, I think I'm probably more of I love both Marvel and DC equally to a certain point, but. I think DC has better characters. I think Marvel ends up having richer storylines and stuff. But we don't hate any of this. Like, we don't go out looking to hate anything. So, when we do, we get old and cranky about it, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, like we talked, like on the supercast, we talked about the Shazam movie, which, if you were not a, I mean, a lot of people loved it you know if you weren't like a real hardcore fan of the original character, you're like, hey, man, it's great it was light, it was funny, this and that. that's not you know and i and I admit it you know that even though i'm d c guy i that that' just that wasn't what I wanted to see right. you know i did I don't think I think the weakest part of the movie was Zachary Levi and the kid, Billy Batson. Yep. because the kid doesn't act. He acts a certain way, and then when he turns into Sh- into Shazam, he acts even younger. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I don't want yeah. again. This could be the rabbit hole. We I, don't want to go down to that. So
0: exactly. And it's funny because I didn't see it while we were doing the supercast. I didn't see it till like a couple weeks ago, and I didn't get to review it. And it's fuck. Everything you said about it was absolutely true. Everything I had a problem with before I even saw the movie. I ended up having a problem with while I'm watching it, just going, Oh my God. Oh my God. And it was it was amazing. Like head scratching. And you're right. It will I always say Captain Marvel before I say Shazam. Like if someone says Captain Marvel to me, my first thought is the red suit, lightning bolt, Billy Batson. You know, that that's,
1: yeah.
0: It's not Carol Danvers, I'm sorry. Just you know, he will always be Captain Marvel to me. Exactly. So, get that out of the way, and I I figured that we would start the the trailer breakdown because that's really what Comic Con became was like a fucking trailer extravaganza announcement. It's, yeah, it's extravaganza. funny, well, yeah, and
1: it's funny that it's you know where this thing has Comic Con has over the last you know five years or so has morphed into basically comics are the last thing that has anything to do with Comic-Con I mean you've got Artist <laughs> Alley and all that like in the back this is like this is an entertainment and a movie type of event now it's, you know it's where yeah. okay this is where we're going to get the buzz out for our our new upcoming movie whether you know, Terminator or whatever that is because they know you've got a huge amount of press coverage you got it's wall-to-wall fans I don't even know if I would want to be there with that many people. I really
0: don't think I would. You know? I really...
1: Do you think... What do you think it smells like as you're walking through there, dude? I mean, come on.
0: Oh, I, I bet it's horrible. But on top of that, what are your chances of really getting into one of the panels you want to go see with that many people there? Well, dude, like, you, you, you have, you have to you have You literally to have to camp out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, if you want to get into hall, like hall H, the main hall, you've got to camp out like eight, nine, t- even more than that. So what the hell kind of fun is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's some bullshit. I like, I'm fun. I, as much as I would want to see the shit that they're, they're showing, like all the little vignettes that they showed for the Marvel panel. Like again, I, I would rather just watch the panel and not see the little vignettes and shit, rather than dealing with the fucking mass of humanity. I'll get a breakdown from the internet if I'm really that interested in what was shown. I don't want, like, I think it would be an experience to go, but I wouldn't want to go to the panels. If I was going to go to Comic-Con, I would go for the collectibles and the comics and the artists and, like, try and not worry about hitting the trailers and all the big panels. Um, I think the only one that I would honestly go to see would be a Kevin Smith panel. Yeah.
1: Because I
0: know I'm getting into that, and I love Kevin Smith. So that, like, I'm fucking, you know, and I'm not going to try and fight with fucking a 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 other fucking people to barely hear a Marvel panel.
1: Yeah. Well, they they did have. You know, I went on their website, bef- you know, before it started, and you know, they have a bunch of very interesting and unique, uh, you know, sessions and panels that aren't really talked about. So, yeah. I mean, like they did, they did a, uh, they were playing in three episode increments the the nineteen forty one uh, adventures of Captain Marvel serial.
0: Oh, really? yeah,
1: like they were doing that, I guess in leading up to then then Shazam the movie was played and all that, so you know there's, there is I think there's a lot of other things to do, obviously the, what gets the most press and publicity and and all that is you know the hall h's and the these big big gigantic panels with a ton of people, but you know there's other stuff to do there, so uh, but yeah, anyway, so
0: yeah. So I figured we'd start off with Picard, being the being that it was probably one of the most talked about of the con. Um, I think it, overall it was fucking hugely popular. I mean, I I watched it when it came out and watched it a few times, um, but I know you've been fucking dying for this, so I'll let you have this one. Sir.
1: Well. After watching it, and I even told you know, Rebecca about this, a friend of the show, huge Star Trek fan, that mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it in, in a long time. I haven't seen a trailer. It was like, it acted like it was a trailer for a feature length movie. It didn't feel like it was yes. a trailer for a for a TV series on CBS fucking all access. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really. So I, I give him a ton of credit for it. And the, the great part about this is, you know, we heard, you know, we heard rumors that data uh, was going to be in it or he was going to guest star in some type. And now we learn that it sounds like the, the bulk of, of this story, the plot is going to be around, Data, because, you know, he says something about Data and sacrificed himself for him. So you've got that. Then they bring up, which I never thought, Seven of Nine. Yeah. You know, that from, was a shock from, to me. From Voyager. That That's totally out of the blue. Jerry Ryan, great. And then, you know, we found out uh, during Comic-Con, maybe a little bit afterwards, that... Um. That uh, Riker and Troy, so uh, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis are also going to be guest stars on there, and you know, of course, Jonathan Frakes is is, is uh, directing a few episodes. So, uh, but they they set the exact right tone with it. They again push enough of those nostalgia buttons. You know, you've got the showing the old communicator. They're showing data. They're showing his his uh, the family, you know, farm and and uh, vineyard. So, he I'll tell you, man, he does look old. Boy, yeah, he does. He, I mean, he number one, he looked old when he was doing the next generation. You know. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I like I said, I I'm so excited about it, and just like. So, in, like in in the Dark Knight, where Joker tells Batman, "You're gonna, I'm gonna make you break your one rule," and that's what's yeah. gonna happen with me uh, with CBS All Access. I'm going to have to break down and pay for CBS All Access. And I said, <laughs> I said I would never do it. I, I've I've had it free so far. I've had free. I got a free month. I ha- I found a a, a thing a, a few months ago that I got three months free, so I was able to binge everything. So, but I, this one I have to. This is going to be one that I may watch the the night it airs. Kind of like people yeah. di- people did with you know Game of Thrones and things like that. Yeah, and, and what I used to do with The Walking Dead. So, what but,
0: do, what do you think? Uh, how many episodes is this going to be?
1: Oh, it's probably similar to Star Trek Discovery. It's probably going to be what ten to thirteen episodes, I would imagine. Yeah. So, and and you know the way CBS All Access does it. Is okay. Of course, you've got Star Trek Discovery. So I don't know, and I haven't looked at when these you know premiere dates. But you know, you just like Star Trek Discovery went, and they had like a mid season break, and then they had uh, uh, I forget it's something else that went for, for a few weeks, and then Discovery came back, and then when that was done, then Twilight Zone started. So yeah. I think they're trying to do like DC Universe where they've got an original thing showing every week. So I know they pushed, I know they pushed it back now. I think they pushed it back till next year. So I would guess we're going to get a spring, a spring premiere that would, that that will start after the finale of star Trek discovery, which star Trek discovery. Now it, it, uh, season two was much better. They are going to be a thousand years in the future. So, it's going to give them free reign to to finally like, you know, explain why the ship has all this technology and we've never heard of it in in the original canon. And yeah. and they, they you know they talked about it at the, it, the, the if anybody watched Discovery the last episode or two the reason why that none of these other shows have ever mentioned the the ship and the crew they, it, it's part of that. Uh, end of the season uh, storyline that gets wrapped up. So watch that. Uh, but he did a much better job with that. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested in also in this Picard, uh, the other characters, the new characters that they're bringing in. You know, the younger characters. Uh, I don't know if the one girl is his is going to be end up being his daughter. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, so again, I, I can't. Oh, we need to talk about, like, ratings, David. Are we going to just use the old ratings? Oh,
0: we didn't... yes, yep, yeah. So we we had a system on, on the Supercast that Joe made up for our rating system, and we're going to carry it over to here just because we're old and we don't like change that much. So um, we uh, our rating system is Star Wars-based. It's Jedi for shit we absolutely love. It's magnificent. Highest of recommendations, Padawan, high Padawan, low Padawan. You, it's good. We like it. Or you know, it's kind of virgin on, great or, complete crap. And uh, then we have Jar Jar. Fucking throw it in the trash compactor, crush that shit, be done with it. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your time.
1: And are we gonna are we gonna do like the ultimate? Are we gonna do either like if. Uh... Going either to the Jedi Council or a motherfucking. You I, said motherfucking I, Jedi. What do you want? Jedi's.
0: Yep. I think we do. I think we. I think we keep it because. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. So if we if if both Joe and I Jedi something, it, it goes into a Jedi Council. Um. We do like if something just fucking blows us away where we're just our you know, it looks like one of those old posters where the fucking. Your hair standing on end. We're fucking almost like Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation where he's just fucking like, oh, my fucking God, if it's that fucking good, it's a motherfucking Jedi. And you're not going to get a better rating ever.
1: Yeah. So Picard gets a Jedi for me, obviously. So what do you think? What did you think? And I know you're not – I mean, you you like Star Trek, but you're not – a huge fan as I am. So what did you, what did you think of it?
0: I enjoyed it. I, out of all of Trek, next generation is the one I've seen the most of. Maybe Voyager. I loved Voyager when it came out. Um, But next generation, I've caught a bunch of episodes. I've never sat down and watched beginning to end. always liked what I watched, but was never like, completely drawn into it I would say probably Picard is my favorite captain Um, and out of all the story uh, out of anything that you're going to make a TV show for me to watch where I'm going to be interested in this is the show to do it with because I I love Patrick Stewart I'll watch him act in anything Um, I know the character enough to know a bit of the history. So I'm not going into it blind. Um, I, I'm going to Jedi, this trailer. Um, It was really good. It it got me interested enough. I think my questions, because I don't remember everything. I watched a bunch of reaction videos after the fact, just to kind of remember because I have seen all the star Trek movies. Um, I forgot that Data blew himself up in Nemesis, so that's not really Data. So I'm kind of intrigued as to what this, how much Data is going to be in it, how he's going to focus into it, because I know he also has a couple other copies of himself out there as well.
1: Well, yeah, because I um, think at the at the at the end of at the end of Nemesis, uh, when he when the the new, you know, per- data is in Captain's office. He's 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 like a child, you know. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. have any of the memories and things like that. And then when uh, he's in the Captain's ready room, and then when Picard is leaving, uh, he starts. I think he starts humming something that Data used to hum. So and Picard smiles, and that's kind of indication that you know what Data's in there. Somewhere you know deep so that's that's kind of how that ended. nemesis was not a great movie but so, no so but uh but it's it's such an iconic character that right. uh that just you know that part of the you know the 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 series finale all good things it was you know getting the gang back together and you know data was an integral part of 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 that potential future so yeah, they're very smart. This is going to this is going to get them subscriptions. Yes. No question about it. Like yes, I don't absolutely. like I didn't think they said Discovery got, you know, I'm like I didn't buy it. I didn't buy like people were subscribing to get to watch Discovery. Uh but people will subscribe in mass to watch this.
0: Yeah. Well, the uh, again, that trailer was really good. Like that it was a pretty amazing amazing trailer and seem to be able to draw people who aren't even the biggest fans or have a huge history with it into it enough to kind of be like I I don't think you're going to have to go in with with a bunch of history to really enjoy this show and I think that's where they really succeeded and I think that's why they're right
1: (laughs) so it was just funny I forgot to mention this but so uh, watching rewatching the trailer uh, with the, in 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 YouTube with closed captionings on, closed captions on. Yeah. So the scene where he goes in engage like which is awesome. You know it's Captain Picard. It, the 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 closed captioning says and Gage. So if you were a deaf person, <laughs> what are you thinking? And Gage. What does that mean? You know. <laughs> oh, that's
0: funny. Yeah, I, I Actually, I think out of my favorite oh shit moments was Seven of Nine. Um, yeah. I fucking love Seven of Nine. I, I, I remember seeing her for the first time being like, oh she's going to be the next fucking Mrs. David Isaac. Like, holy shit. I was infatuated from day one. And even after Voyager was done I watched her on like Boston Public. I like, I, I I was kind of a little obsessed, a little stalkery. Um, But so the fact that she's back in this and still looks amazing. I'm I'm in for sure. Well, That's pretty much all they need to show me where I'm like, all right, I'm in. Right now, right
1: now, right now, old man Shooty's like, hey, uh, she was at my whatever's wedding. She was, you know, two feet from me and we had a long conversation about uh, heart rate and exercising and all that. stuff. So, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry for people. Sorry for people who haven't listened to us. And we're going to reference other people who will probably w- be on yes. the show one day. But uh, if you uh, if you are not uh, if you haven't listened to Pop Culture Leftovers, that's is kind of where we all started from. Pop Culture Leftovers it's, it's kind of inspired all of us in we call in the Leftover Army. Uh, to, uh, to do some podcasting and, uh, there's a lot of people have been fans of that show and we've become friends. And so, you know, so you may hear people's names and all that. And if, if you we will try and give you some, some background in it, but if not, you want to message us, say who the hell is old man shooty, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. If you, if you don't listen to pop culture leftovers, subscribe to that show right now. So every yes. week it's like four to four to five six hours of content. So
0: yeah yeah, it makes it makes my going into the office bearable when I do go into the office. It, it's one of the first things I listen to. And, and again, we've we're all friends and been on a bunch of shows, so we're gonna reference all kinds of shit and, and just bear with us. We' we'll, you'll get through it and you'll enjoy the ride with us. So it's good. Well, so I guess Picard joins the Jedi Council of Trailers.
1: Awesome! We're gonna hammer it up on the wall. That's right. Put the plaque up on the wall.
0: I figured the next one we would go to is uh, actually now that we're speaking of friends. I think it's appropriate to go to a friend of ours. Uh, favorite moment of Comic Con, which was the Witcher trailer. Oh my God. Which me and Joe aren't really no, sure why. No, we no, love no, the no.
1: No. no, we are not. Come on. We cannot talk about <laughs> The Witcher as a second trailer after Picard. There's no way on earth I, I think fucking... we have to. I, think, oh, I, I think
0: it's one of those that we have to get done and over with oh, because pretty much everything else is fucking phenomenal. I, I think there's only one where I'm just kind of like, eh. About I I think I love. I listen, else,
1: so. I got nothing against the Witcher trailer. I know nothing about the Witcher. I know it's uh, it's I guess they're going to be going off the book books instead of the video game, and that there's like eight books in the series. So if this is successful, this could be like a Netflix franchise, like Stranger Things. I mean, but for James Hop to say this was the best announcements of San Diego Comic Con, I think he just had his beard trim a little too close. Uh, oh, that
0: baby face right now is, is not. I think all the brains went with the hair because that. Honestly, I I watched that trailer and I got bored halfway through it and started playing games on my phone. Yeah,
1: um,
0: it's okay. It it looks. It's
1: got it good production value. It looks like it's got yeah. good, you know it's got good. They're put money into it. That's good, and I, I think
0: Cavill did good enough in the trailer, like, I wasn't, like, fucking blown away where I was mes- mesmerized Dude, him, he Dude, he
1: said six words! Yeah. That's about as he many as he a, said a, in Justice League. I mean, it's...
0: Yeah. it's Yeah. It, it was just kind of one of those trailers where I was like, eh, whatever, I, I don't... And it was super fast cut. Like, I never felt like I got a, a solid idea as to what was going on other than kind of the setting. And... and I think if you know the shit, then it makes more sense to you. I, I will probably give it like an episode or two, but I'm not, I'm not stoked for this. This this trailer didn't do much for me. Like at best, at best, it's a padawan. Um,
1: yeah, and same that's here. Being kinda generous. Yeah. yeah, same here. It doesn't. It it wasn't a trailer that said, "Wow, I gotta, I really gotta check that out." You know. Yeah, yeah. So. I love you,
0: Hop, but goddamn, dude. Like seriously, that. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, your taste is questionable once you shave off the beard, and and I'm not okay with that. It's, it's, Get and your maybe, shit together. And grow like, the beard. Is back.
1: that like Samson when his hair gets cut, where he loses <laughs> yes. strength? Is is he yes. is has he because he become a uh, yes? You know, yeah. I, I, with yeah. you know, with having all that shaved off, you can't be a Batman fan. Just so you know. That's, no,
0: no. So. It, it's yeah. that's true.
1: Yeah, that's enough. Um, that's enough on that Witcher.
0: Yeah yeah done with that like i said everything else is just fucking amazing we we've kind of gone over the top gun maverick uh trailer but oh, i th- we did, think we, did we re- could go into it we could go in. We oh go no deep, yeah no because... no,
1: we did not go enough into into uh <laughs> I, got, I got stuff to talk about with top gun man oh geez. awesome
0: so i i was blown away i think you posted it in a in a you know group we're in. I think it was uh, you, me, or Rebecca, and you posted the Top Gun trailer. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And I was I was at a family dinner, and I watched it. And again, like I said, the, the luster of the original Top Gun's kind of worn on me. Where I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. And I watched this trailer again on my phone, which I don't think it, that's a smart way to watch.
1: This no, trailer. absolutely not.
0: Um, I, so again, I, I, wasn't overly taken with it. I was just kind of like, that's cheesy. The lineage was kind of like the whole, you know, you should be a two star admiral now. It, was like, it, it felt kind of, it felt generic to me. I was just like, okay, whatever it, it kind of feels like top gun and then they hit every nostalgia point and I'm like okay that's great watched it again today big screen fucking totally changed my mind yes the dialogue is still kind of questionable but you kind of get that with these kind of action movies the popcorn movies you, you're not going to see fucking shakespeare so That aside, I I felt like it fit. Like I was like, well shit, you know what? Now that I'm seeing on a big screen, it kind of feels natural. It feels right. Um you bust you they kind of start the trailer with the voiceover of Ed Harris talking about where Maverick should be and why is he still a captain. And you're getting these beautiful shots of of a oh, fighter jet,
1: fucking, oh, just just uh, fifty feet off the ground across the desert yeah. with the with the uh, turbulence and the in the air wake or whatever you want to call it.
0: it it's that it's it's like seeing that scene uh, the scene in the trailer for uh, the Rise of Skywalker where the fucking. TIE po- the yeah. tie fighter comes down and it just like goes across the desert. It felt like that with the fucking fighter jet. I was waiting for Ray to like go running across oh, no. the desert. This, across no, the this is
1: so much better than that scene. <laughs> God.
0: Oh, you're crazy! Oh, no. come
1: on! you came It, in. it looked. Oh no, I will. I will say
0: it was fucking gorgeous, but I, I will defend the Star Wars because it did it first and made me. I was just oh. I love that TIE Fighter. I love that TIE Fighter. Like, if I had a choice between the TIE Fighter and the fighter jet, I'll take the
1: TIE Fighter. God.
0: But, like, okay, you take the Enterprise over the jet.
1: Enterprise over what?
0: Over the jet in Top Gun.
1: I. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> 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 <sighs> uh, but oh, but, but okay. you know, I'm, so, I'm talking about from getting just getting your getting your blood going, man. It's just they yeah. they put it they they sprinkled enough of the of the action and and showing him in the cockpit, so it's no CG, which is great. Okay, that's that's one of the things. Granted, it was in the mid eighties with Top Gun, but the dogfighting and everything they did was all legit. You know, yeah. So so and. and you know, say what you will about Tom Cruise and his personal life. The dude cares about realism and delivering an experience that moviegoers can't see anywhere but to see his movie. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So but I think and, and like they said in some of these reaction videos, I, I think he I think he does these movies so he can learn to do all this stuff. You know, you can give yeah. an excuse to, to do all that. But uh uh but, yeah, so I love the beginning, I love the Ed Harris stuff. they got you know yep. you got the shadow you got the blinds, the shadows on Ed Harris's face and everything, and then uh you know you know you, the question that you ask after you know his speech, you're thinking to yourself, you know, is, is part of the movie going to be about you know what what's happening with all these old school pilots in the age of like drone warfare and you know we we do things now that aren't up close. You know everything's done from from a distance now, so. But I, I have a I have a theory about the plot that came okay. to me today. Okay, so number one, so at the, at the end of the trailer, you see the the F-14 Tomcat, which was the 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 you know the two seater, the naval plane from Top Gun. Okay, yeah. they see you see it flying into the horizon. The Tomcat is retired. It's 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 a in to our respect the U.S. is a dinosaur, so it was it was in service from '74 and it went out of service in, in 2006. But guess who it guess who still has some and it remains in service with who Iran really yeah they got so in the early in the in the in the what mid '70s or whatever when we were allies with Iran with the Shah. Nixon and Kissinger, they did a deal and, you know, to give them weaponry, to, to fight against, you know, the opposing, you know, the, you know, the whatever, you know, the the, right. the people who are now in charge, basically. So, so I'm wondering if, what if the premise is, is that it's Iran or some other, whether it's directly or implied that it's Iran, that they are the, the they're the villain of the movie, with these F-14s, and Ooh. guess who? Guess who? The only current pilot in the military that has any experience with the with the you know flying, the aerodynamics, the tactics yeah. of the F-14. It's fucking Maverick, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could Good be it, called, dude. Good call. I mean, that's that's so. I mean, I don't know why they would show it at the F-14 unless that he's that's him at the end going off into the sunset. Because we don't need. I don't think any of our planes now are two-seaters. You know, because in the F-14, right. you you had uh, you know Goose was like the spotter. That we don't We're have happening. that anymore. We, I mean, the technology that we have is 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 so well, much higher.
0: It, in that scene where he's actually. Taken off on the aircraft carrier, the the scene where everyone was like, "Oh my God, is fucking Tom Cruise actually flying a fucking jet?" That was a one-seater plane.
1: Yes, well, that, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a Hornet. That was I think yeah. it was an F A eighteen Hornet, uh, which is currently in service. It, because I guess one of the other issues, you know, months ago it was reported that they they've uh, they pushed back the release date of this movie because. Tom Cruise wants to learn how to actually fly jets and stuff which is an awesome story just to say that yeah so but but with our laws he's not allowed to fly any of our current military planes that you know that the military owns right. so so uh, but I, I don't know if some other I, I don't know I, so I don't know what how he's flying these planes if they if they're they're non-U.S. planes that look like U.S. planes, but he's fucking flying a plane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I know, man. But there's like three know. or four scenes that that's Tom Cruise in a fucking cockpit of a single-seater <laughs> plane. So that means the dude's got to learn how to land. I mean, come yep. on. <laughs> unless they have, unless they have such a big budget that after he shoots these scenes, he just bails out and it crashes into the <laughs> desert.
0: <laughs> They're like. Just fucking pull the ripcord, you'll be fine, Tom. We'll, <laughs> all right, Tom, all
1: right. Tom, we're done. We're done filming. Alright, we're done. Pull it. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. We're done. Oh, that'd be funny as fuck so but it's the the music. Uh, dude, the one yeah. scene the one scene in there that looked like he had a to- like a almost like a space helmet on. Did you see that? Yes. What up with thinking,
0: that? I was thinking that it's I think they're gonna show him test piloting and going into orbit or close to <laughs> orbit. I, that's the only thing that I can fucking think of because you do not need a helmet like that unless you're nearing the, exactly. the upper stratosphere. It's what they used to do regions. with
1: like the, the, the you know the uh, X-15 and things like that that a lot of the, right. um, the a lot of the Apollo astronauts the before they became astronauts they were test pilots and that you know that one went into low earth orbit basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I'm thinking that's probably what we'll get is that I bet that's one of the beginning scenes where you're going to see what he's doing now, and it's going to be test piloting for the for the Navy, and that's going to be one of the test pilot things. Is he's going to be low orbit flying?
1: Now, what about? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I, I was just going to say, there's no way you need a helmet like that for anything else, but.
1: So I know they said that Val Kilmer was going to be in it and you know, he's not in good shape right now. He's got throat cancer. He's not in good shape. So I'm guessing that scene of the funeral and then where he's, you know, where he hammers the, the wings into the, into the casket. I'm thinking that's Iceman.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. I think, I think we will get very little Iceman in the actual movie. I think you'll get a scene or two with them and then they'll be, He'll pass. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of Val Kilmer in this movie at all.
1: And no Kelly McGillis, huh?
0: I I heard there's still a chance that she could. So I don't think it's completely out of the question, but I think it's pretty unlikely. Um, but definitely nothing in the, in the trailer that gave it away. Which, hey, if they can fucking hold out on that for... a. Surprise cameo! All the more power to him. I completely applaud that kind of shit. Yeah,
1: because she's been Um, she's not been in. I haven't looked at her IMDb, but have you seen her in anything recently? I don't think I have.
0: Not that I was aware that that was actually her or something. I, I, you know, nothing I've watched going, oh shit, that's Kelly McGillis. So no.
1: So yeah, this this, yeah, I to me. This this is just this is a phenomenal trailer. It's it's one of those things that you know you and me are big on not you know, not seeing and spoiling things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you know, watching every little bit you can get about everything, so nothing's a surprise. So, like, I'm cool. I'm cool with this trailer, and that's it. Because yep. I because. Kind of like we did with with Endgame and all that, where you and me, we only watched the first couple trailers, and I mean, I didn't watch any featurettes, making of, uh, TV commercials, none of that stuff, and right. it was a great, you know, even better experience than yep. than that. So,
0: yeah. well, and I think one of the things that the the most recent Mission Impossible movie did was kind of overplay itself, like. At, I know Rebecca kind of had a problem with how many times she saw it and which is one of the reasons she will never see that Mission Impossible movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I I get it. Like I think there's after hearing about how good that movie was, and, you know, all the trailers that I saw when I watched that movie, I wasn't that impressed with it. It was good, but that's about it. It was a bad one. I wasn't like fucking blown out out of the water. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's one of the best Mission Impossible movies ever. Um, but I think a lot of that is played out. At so I think again, I'm good with this trailer. I don't have to see anything else. I'm totally fine with it. When it comes out, I will do my damnedest to see this in the theater because I think it deserves that kind of viewing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. This is this is a. Uh... This is a Dolby Atmos extreme screen opening night thing for me, 100%. Yeah.
0: So, we didn't um, rate it, but I I assume by the fact that we both just blew it very generously that it will (laughs) (laughs) join the Jedi Council without a problem. Yes,
1: 100%, man. And, And I think with... The internet's reaction and how it was trending and it was all over the news it was it was even better because like we said before it came out of nowhere it was not anything that was planned or expected and you know and it wasn't one of those where they it was a trailer just for the people there so we got a crappy handheld you know smuggled out version of it right you know they released it released yeah. it's got like fucking 20 some million views already. And on just, you know, the one site. So yeah, that's yeah. That, that, that I think, I think that trailer, it it, like, if it was going to open at a hundred million, this is going to be 150. I I have that. Yeah. I think that the the trailer did that much for this movie and the hype and for, for people, fans like me, me, people who, who aren't, uh, and, uh, you know, and the more they talk about Tom Cruise really flew this stuff, people are like, "I gotta go see that man." Yeah, I'm gonna need to see that yeah. in theater.
0: Yeah, I in all honesty, I probably before this trailer, I had no interest in seeing this movie in theaters. I was kind of like, "Eh, okay, whatever." I get them making a sequel. Kind of felt like a cash grab for me. I fucking totally turned around on this. I, I've never done such a 180 because of a trailer well that's not true i have done 180s before with the trailer hasn't always worked out but this i don't think i'm gonna be surprised as to what this movie is based on the trailer but based on that trailer it looks so good that i gotta go see it yeah Alright, so I guess we're going to stick with the nostalgia twist, and uh, I think we're going to go and review the Terminator uh, Dark Fate trailer. Because I had seen the little vignette. I guess I saw this when it dropped. But I didn't stick around and end up watching the actual trailer. So I kind of saw the fuck uh, Tim, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Miller, talking about how he uh lo- you know, how he, he was so shocked that he was directing the Terminator, and you know, kind of the little behind-the-scenes interviews and stuff. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm, I'm kind of fucking intrigued. It looks, it looks a lot better than any of the last. Three Terminators that came out. It looks very much like this takes up after Judgment Day. Do you like? And, did
1: you like? Uh, what was your take on on Rise of the Machines? Oh, uh, is that the
0: one with the chick Terminator? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, okay. It was out of all the sequels, it, it's probably the best, and I'm not. It's to me, it felt more like a legitimate end. Like, if after that movie, they should have stopped and I would have been okay with it. It wasn't a great movie, but I didn't hate it again. Probably a middle of a road Padawan. Like, I can pick nitpick shit right out of it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm like. It's not trash. It's not horrible. It's not salvation or whatever the fucking last stupid Gen- uh, one was. G- Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't mind Rise of the Machine.
1: Yeah, it was. It was on like last week, and so I watched it. I I, I always enjoyed that. You know, I, I think I give it a I give it a high pat on. I liked I liked Arnold in there. I liked the the, the action sequences were good. The I liked the storyline. Um, I like the ending, you know. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling this Terminator. I just nothing is really. I, I don't know, man. I just. I know you get Tim Miller, and you got you know everybody come back. Now you got Edward Furlong coming back. In all that, yeah, but, uh, but
0: I think that's another situation where I don't know how much he's really going to be in
1: it. Probably not. It's probably the same amount as Val Kilmer is going to be in in uh, Top yeah. Gun Maverick, you know. Yeah. So, but it it, I mean, looking at it, there's there's nothing that that really wows me with anything. I, that mm-hmm. uh, the 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 dude, you know, when he he's in the truck and then he grabs the rebar and then he kind of morphs out of it and he jumps off the truck. Yeah. I mean, that's, too, it's the CG on that to me is terrible. I mean, it's not, not terrible. I, I need to say, you could tell it's not a real person and right. you know, Terminator two going, you know, from back to where it was, you know, still, I think it still looks great compared oh, to it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It still holds up. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, uh, I, uh, i was watching you know that the other thing that bothered me that, that featurette they were like trying to overly convey how edgy and free they are you know every other word was mm. fuck you know and yeah that kind of thing is like okay let's you know i understand I, listen i say fuck like the rest of them but it was like okay let's just let's just tone it down we know it's r-rated you don't have to Bashes over the head with it, saying "Okay," that you could say, F, "You know, fuck, right. fuck that." And so, anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll surprise me, but uh, I, I, I give it, uh, I give it a middle road Padawan.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Okay. Like, it didn't do anything for me, but I didn't hate the trailer. I, I thought, I felt like it was enough. Of, it felt truer to the rest of the, of the, the first two Terminators to me. So. <gasps> I liked it, but I wasn't also – there wasn't anything on there where I'm like, oh,
1: shit, that's fucking amazing. Dude, don't you th- don't so, you think – like like if I was doing this trailer, wouldn't – to me – okay, granted, it's, I don't know what the story is, but wouldn't you end the trailer with Arnold opening the door and it has that Terminator dun-dun-dun-dun, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like that yeah. would have been – that would have – granted, it wouldn't have changed anything about the, as far as my thoughts about the trailer, but that at least would have been – I think somewhat cool yeah so I, I don't know I don't know I, like I said I hope he's I hope I hope he's in it enough uh and I hope th- with these other Terminators that they are that they're compelling um and I hope to hope they hope they kind of fine tune some of this some of the CGI and the special effects on it and uh you know I don't when does it come out is it come out it comes out later this year doesn't it
0: I think so. I don't remember okay. seeing a date for I
1: mean, him. I'll look it up on IN Go
0: ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, it's kind of a meh trailer. Not bad. Not great. Um, I think I'm gonna move on to uh staying with the old the whole robot theme and go to Westworld. Um I didn't know that the, they were dropping a trailer for this and to be honest, I haven't finished season two of Westworld so watching this trailer i was kind of fucking lost as to what the fuck was going on um so i it looks good i mean Westworld always looks good i just don't know right now if it's worth me trying to catch up and everything else. Like, I, I just don't know. I haven't heard enough about it where people are like, Oh my God, you've got to be on West world right now. So
1: yeah, to me, what... it, it, that's my thoughts too, is that I, I, I got through, I don't know, maybe a third of season two and it just, yeah. it just didn't have me hooked like season one. Right. And uh, I, I need to go back and finish it.
0: Well, like season one to me felt like even though it was telling a story at a time, it still, it still felt linear. And season two to me felt like a story at a time, but th- there's no way it felt like the stories were ever going to connect. And I just kind of got lost interest where I'm like, man, eh, eh, there's too much other shit on right now where... I kind of did the same thing with Legion too where I really loved the first season of Legion same and here. the second same second here. season of Legion I was just kind of like it got really kind of strange and weird and hard to follow within the like and I was still enjoying it but at the same time I just after like a few episodes it was enough I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, I'm done." See, I think
1: in, I... in Legion, in the first season of Legion, and I like I said this back at the time. Like, you have to pay attention. Like, you cannot yeah. be on your phone or iPad. And a lot of times, you had to watch it episode twice to yeah. get all that, which is which is cool. Okay, but yeah, I, I don't even know. I may mean, I got maybe a couple episodes in the season. I don't even know if I started season two. I was like, man, I just i just i don't know if i can focus this hard yeah
0: yeah it it was definitely one of those shows and and Westworld at at this point feels the same way to me um i i love the fact that aaron paul was in it but again i have no idea why he's there or who he is in there i've kind of lost track as to what these what everyone's doing so it just felt kind of like a jumbled mess to me i i'm sure if i finished the second season i'd be a little more excited but at the same time it didn't really seem like a lot they showed a lot or kind of let you in as to what was happening so i'd probably give it a padawan only because i was like looks nice everyone looks like they're still doing an incredible job acting i just don't know about the story right now not into
1: it. You, you think Aaron Paul in this season says, "Yeah, bitch magnets." You think that <laughs> happens?
0: Uh, that'd be awesome, but I don't think so. That would be nice, though.
1: Yeah. So, um, but but I'm surprised because there was talk that it, that it wasn't going to get a season. I don't. I'd maybe I thought there was talk that it, you know, I don't know if it's gonna they're gonna renew it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a cheap show to make.
0: No. No.
1: So, granted they don't have to spend that uh, Game of Thrones money anymore. That's true. But they still they need to keep up with the Netflixes and the upcoming, you know, Disney Pluses and all that. So,
0: well, one of the shows that they got on on board for new content is The Watchmen, which they dropped a trailer for that too, which Now that that fucking hooked me. Holy shit. I love the Watchmen story, the comic. I love the movie. Um, this looks pretty fucking amazing. It looks like an HBO show, dark, gritty. Looks like the Watchmen, dark and gritty, man. It, it's, I'm fucking so down for this. Um, Regina King looks fucking super badass. Uh,
1: I love Regina King.
0: Yeah. I, I, there's just so much about it where I'm like, the Rorschachs look fucking amazing. I love the story that's got, like, the kind of setting up between the Rorschachs and the cops and the vigilantes. and, and I, it looked, It just looks like so much fun, and, like, they really... hit that world um so they got me they they did that fucking job again a lot going on a lot of edits a lot of fast cuts where you're kind of like what the fuck but i think it was good enough that it dragged me in where i was like oof, i don't know how i'm gonna watch it now it's i gotta watch it
1: yeah i mean they even had uh what near the beginning they had a guy that was, you know, dressed up like what is that? Hooded Hooded Justice, you yep. know, who was one of the yep. Minutemen from you know, the flashbacks in Watchmen. So Oh yeah, I love oh you know, great Zac perfect for Zack Snyder. Great visuals, yep. uh dystopian uh, it's it's design you know, it's it's a movie designed to be, you know, dark and serious and that's that's right up his wheelhouse. So the I, I could watch the, the 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 music and the opening credits over and over, just beautiful, yeah. beautifully structured and put together. He kind of did some of that with the beginning of Justice League. You know, nope. you remember that? You could say, "Man, this nope. is like a Watchmen type opening." Yeah, uh, with the slow mo and the visuals and the, the music and everything. So, yeah, um, yeah, very very interested to see to see this I mean this is you know you got stuff like this and you know what tomorrow or in two days you know the boys on Amazon Prime comes out which yeah. looks, that looks phenomenal
0: yeah I can't wait to start that watching that
1: absolutely phenomenal so it's really cool to have you know them putting money and effort into these uh, superhero type properties and uh, yeah I don't know And but when is when is Watchmen when is it premiere Watch.
0: I think a couple months. I don't think it's too long. November, maybe
1: this year. So it's not. It's not after. Okay.
0: How? Yeah, yeah. I think it's this year, but I could be
1: wrong. October. Shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because are gonna months. get
1: we're gonna get that October. What Joker is in the movies in October? I think. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, October is kind of a, a rough month this year. Holy shit.
1: So what do you get? So oh. you get you Jedi and Watchmen trailer? No, I I'll give it a high pad
0: one because I I still think that it it's a little over edited, um a little confusing, but again, I it did enough to make me be like, Oh god damn, I need to watch this. So it, it's a high pad one for me, but it's you know, it, it's not bad. It's not bad for a trailer.
1: I'll, I'll agree. And, and people, you'll learn me and David have very similar tastes. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: so. It, It's funny because we'll go through and we'll be like dead on with some shit. And then other shit that I think we'd be dead on with, we're like so fucking far apart where it's like, yeah. oh, man. I, but most of this stuff, we're both like, It, 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 it it's almost the exact same reaction. Um, and then. I figured that before we get to the Marvel panel, seeing as how uh, part of our last show, the Supercast, we were really huge on the CW Arrowverse shows, um, at least the Flash and Supergirl for the most part, sometimes Green Arrow, sometimes not Green Arrow. Uh, we both, I think, have kind of fallen off Legends of Tomorrow altogether. Yes, yeah. Um, but we're both really stoked for the Batwoman uh, trailer. So I figured that before we get into Marvel, which is just there's so fucking much to it, that we would hit the Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, trailers and news that they dropped.
1: Absolutely, yeah. um,
0: I I think we should talk about the trailer for Batwoman because I think that one was probably the most the one that I felt like you got the first four or five episodes into it. So that we know probably about halfway through the season, she's going to have at least halfway through the, by halfway through the season. She's going to have her full Batman costume, um, the red hair and everything. I think she makes it hers by probably five or six episodes into it. Um, but I fucking love it, man. It, I was, I was blown away. I, I really love the actress playing, uh, playing Batwoman. I I love the cast. They, it feels like the comic. No, oh. um, just amazing. Um, I, I love the look of her suit. I love that Lucius Fox kind of is in there and helps her out. I, it's. To me, it's it's my most anticipated of these CW shows coming up this season.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I pretty much agree with that. I'm 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 very interested because Arrow is a short season that they're mm-hmm. gonna, and they're really gonna um, tie into Crisis. So, I think every episode it was arrow I mean, gonna be eight eight episodes or something like that, yeah, yeah I think so so uh, but no i'm I'm very interested in the, in Batwoman just because of the whole Gotham aspect because of this is this is this is set prior to the the uh elseworlds, elseworlds crossover last year yep, so um so this is this is like Batwoman begins basically. So yep. we're going to see her in the proto, you know, more of a Batman type suit and then one you know, that is what we all know and love from from the comics. So yeah, I'm uh very uh very pleased with what what I've seen so far cuz we were we were a little nervous about it bef- when they just announced it, bef- you know, yeah. months and months and months ago. And uh Obviously, it wasn't in the Elseworlds much, but the stuff that we saw, we liked. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: And then you have, um, I guess I only watched the only other one I really watched was Flash. I didn't see the Arrow or Legends.
1: Did I even? Did they have one for Supergirl? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's you know ended with her new costume and her new her bangs. I I do like the new costume. I think it is more yeah. more appropriate than than the you know, mini skirt. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks you know it looks similar to some comic versions that they've done, and and I I think it's good for good change. But it was it, the, the trailer was about it's, it's some and I didn't research it much, but some tech based villain where that can can control people through technology, and it shows like all these people staring into their phones and. Becoming drones and whatever, so you know. Hmm. We'll, so we'll see. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, uh, so the Flash one, I, I think that the first, from what I heard, this first six episodes of the Flash, are really going to concentrate on the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline. Um, I it didn't give much away. Uh, I like. The look so far of the new costume Um, I haven't really seen him in it running around too much I did see him doing interviews with it on um, without the cowl so um, yeah I'm psyched for this because I think from the sounds of it they're splitting this season up into three different acts you're going to have the Crisis on Infinite Earth Act Uh, you're going to have a speedster villain act and then you're going to have another act. Um, and of course, uh, the fuck's his name? Um, blanking on Sherlock's name. Uh, God damn it.
1: Oh, you talk, are you talking about, uh, oh, you killed him,
0: David. I, I know. I fucking went dumb on his name. Um, Don, what the fuck is his name? Tom Cavanaugh.
1: Tom Cavanaugh.
0: Fucking yeah. Christ. So I, I heard uh, Tom Cavanaugh is coming back as another character. Uh, thankfully, he won't have a bad French accent. Yes. Um, this season, although I liked the character last season, I the accent wore on me quickly. Um, it does look like Cisco's there. He just doesn't have his powers. He's going to be the man... Behind the, behind the screen,
1: man in a chair for
0: Barry. Man in a chair. Uh, so I think you're still going to have the gang back together. The, it's going to kind of go back to the basics, and and do what we've been hoping they that they do for a lot of these seasons, and start cutting it up and making them more precise stories. Um,
1: yeah, because the the the, the trailer is. Like the villain is this blood work, which is was introduced in the comics, not yeah. not too long ago. So uh, with Sendhil Ramamurthy, who who is just iconic voice, who was in Heroes and all that, he's he's the Doctor Ramsey Rosso, and good uh, fucking
0: pull on the name, dude. I never would have got. I didn't. Mean, uh,
1: I wasn't. A, I was, to me, he's just going to be the dude from Hero. Oh yeah, the man. Indian guy from Hero. So yeah, no, he so, but apparently. Uh, like, in the comics, like, he was able to, like, basically stop the Flash from just... He would, like, congeal his blood or something, you know, and, like, just make him be not be able to move. And uh, I think of the Flash, he did something with the... He did something with the, uh... uh reverse speed force to whatever. You know what I mean? That's everything is yeah. speed force or whatever. And, uh... And then I guess, uh they talked about godspeed coming back yeah so which was a great costume it wasn't in it much last year but it was freaking great costume better than the Flash's costume i because i can't stand the cowl i can't i know i know he he wanted to make the cowl last year uh comfortable which i understand that because i apparently the you know first few seasons it's you never like anytime he goes to take it off, they cut away because it's it's yeah. almost it's so tight on his head and he was getting migraines and all the things like that. but uh, I just don't I don't like how the cowl uh, connects to the neck and all that jazz but uh yeah, but yeah, but I, yeah, I heard yeah, it was like like half the season is gonna deal with crisis uh something like that which which I'm all for because you know yeah. in talking you know, we you know we talk about you know, we'll kind of segue into this, into crisis is that the news coming out and some of this is not confirmed, but, but we do know, you know, apparently Brandon Routh is going to be playing the kingdom come version of Superman, which is awesome. Yeah. Tyler Hecklin will be back yep. as this, as the Superman that we've seen before
0: with, um, with Lois and having Jonathan Kent, right? Yeah.
1: And then, uh, Bert Ward is going to be guest starring Someone. in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, you know, There's talk about Linda Carter, which hasn't been confirmed. I mean, she's under contract, so she'd probably be in it. And then there was talk about Tom Welling, which, if they can get that done, I'm still very skeptical about that news.
0: Yeah, I, I have yet to see anyone else confirm yeah. Tom Welling, so I don't think it's going to happen. If it does... Fuck yes, but I just—I'm not sold yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, he—this he, never would have happened a few years ago. It's only within the last year or so that he has really embraced the fandom and you know got back out on the Comic Con circuit, and he really you know kind of meets up with Michael Rosenbaum you know maybe some of that's due to you know his projects haven't panned out and his production company had a pilot that didn't get picked up and and I know he didn't want to be typecast as in the smallville role, but you know the fans are freaking they are loyal, right? Yeah, so it doesn't say you can't do other things and, and still go to cons and and, and you know you're not typecast is what I'm saying. Right. So when you, And you'll see, David, when you watch the season three of Lucifer, it's, I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's, he's great. He actually, and I said this before, and I think I posted this on our, on our site is dude, he could be the kingdom come Superman. Oh, he absolutely. looks like the kingdom come Clark from the farm with the grade, you know, the enough of the gray in the beard and mustache. And he's, I mean, he's built. So, really? uh, well,
0: there was that, he was in that movie with Kevin Costner where Costner is a GM for a football team. The fucking names left my head. I've, I think I've seen it once. But uh, Tom Welling plays the the star quarterback of the team. And when I first saw it, I mean, obviously, you know, who fucking Kevin Costner is. That's draft you know, day. Draft day. That's it. Uh, Tom Welling comes out, and I'm like, holy shit. That is like, if he went to audition for Superman, I would give him the fucking role. And then I realized who it was, I think, in the credits. It was like Tom Welling. I'm like, whoa! What the fuck? So, I think more than ever, especially now, especially with the way he looks now, the, his that dude is easily fucking Superman in anything you can put him in. I and it, it would be nice for him to kind of re embrace that because I think he could nail it now.
1: Oh hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely so. Um but then in the other and then the other thing I read is about on Arrow that he's going to play uh, six or eight different versions of Oliver Queen in this cri- in this crisis. So I'm wondering, do they? Is one of them? Do they dare do the Robin Hood hat with the mustache goatee oh. and the white eyes? Like, do they do the classic one? <laughs> do they- oh, they should. I mean,
0: oh my god, that would make me so happy. Yeah, I heard. I heard every episode of Arrow was going to take place somewhere different. like. And so I really do hope it's multiverse Arrow. And they fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. You, do you understand how excited I would be to see fucking to see Stephen Mel in the fucking Robin Hood hat with the...
1: Oh, my God. Well, that it, my it, that would that would be even... I'd be even more of a fist pump moment than a few seasons ago when he did the boxing glove arrow in a perfect yes. scene. I'm like, they did yes. it. And they did it great. And they did it perfectly. So, yep. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, this this will be good. This this I have a really good feeling that they're going to send this series off in an awesome way. Yeah, uh, I and think I so hope too. and I hope the one thing I do I I know from the last crossover uh, you know with the monitor and you know he kind of made the deal. So there's there's talk of instead of the flash and supergirl dying or sacrificing themselves like the comics, it's going to be Superman, the Tyler Hecklin Superman and Arrow. So if yeah. uh, if they're going to do that, I hope they do it original you know do something interesting and original and throw some twists into it um but uh yeah i'm 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 really excited about it i mean i think that i if i'm not mistaken they may about to be wrapping up their 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 filming because it's only episodes you know
0: yeah yeah that would make sense because they probably go on that's enough to go wait eight so it's september october and then you get your kind of mid-season break. That'd be your, well, about the time you get your winter break. So yeah, they might be wrapping up pretty soon.
1: Yeah, because it's what what they it's going to premiere in early October, uh, and that yeah. leads right into it leads right into this crisis. So yeah, it'll be done. It'll be done before you know middle of January. And then yeah. I think, and then I guess is that, and then after that, is that when Batwoman? Does it, does that Yeah, because
0: after it, that? I think so. Because I, I think you'll, you'll be. It'll be taking Green Arrow or Arrow's spot because Arrow will be done after a Crisis.
1: Okay.
0: I think that's right. It's not like we have the internet or
1: anything. To yeah, I know, it out, but... yeah. So. <laughs> and then and then uh, and then I, I still I still have not finished. Black Lightning, and um, no, I haven't either. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I'm probably, I think I'm halfway into it, and uh, not as good as season one, but still solid. Yeah. Uh, and then again, Legends—I don't think I've seen one episode of this last season. There's too, just too much I stuff. There's to, I... just too much stuff to watch, and it's just
0: yeah. I don't and know. Legend just is hasn't been that solid. I, I don't think that I, I've seen a. I think the first three episodes of last season's Legend, and I'm kind of not a fan of Constantine being part of that group. It doesn't really make sense. kind of feels like they're reaching for storylines to include him. So just kind of out of all the shows, I think, Supergirl's one I watch with my wife so even if I was done with Supergirl I couldn't be done with Supergirl because my wife still watches it and still likes it a lot Mm -hmm. um but it really fucking the end of last season the last half of Supergirl uh, the minute they brought on fucking Lex Luthor I Mm. fucking dragged me right back in I the end of that season was fucking phenomenal so I'm really super psyched for this season um and, again, the end of last season for Flash really picked up, too. So I'm really excited for the CW shows coming back, especially leading up to a Crisis.
1: We never thought Lenny Luthor could pull off Lex Luthor, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No,
0: nope. never. i never. Not once. The minute it was announced, I think me and both Joe both fucking let out a collective groan, Like, we're just like,
1: oh, Fuck. Come on! That's 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 and, like that's like the uh, oh, I can't believe they're, they're uh, Michael Keaton has been cast as Batman. He's a comedian,
0: uh, right, Mister right, Mom? Right. We I don't think we would ever been so wrong. I honestly, up he is on the pedestal with Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. Like he just fucking nailed the perfect Luthor nuances. And I did not think he had it in him. I'm so
1: fucking blown away. And he didn't have to what put a jolly, I, he didn't have to put a Jolly Rancher in someone's mouth.
0: Right, right. Oh my god! Like, honest, honestly, up there as far as, Lux Luther portrayals. Like, you you have Gene Hackman, you have fucking uh, Michael Rosenbaum, and and John Cryer is right there with those two i i cannot fucking believe i'd say that but unbelievable job Job. like it it felt it felt very much like a good cross between both of those lex like the the gene hackman lex and the michael rosenbaum lex it felt a great blend of that where it's kind of he's kind of silly but not self-awarely silly and oh fucking perfect i so mad that they didn't use them in the fucking DC Universe movies. Yeah, so,
1: um, you know the Lois and Clark. And I think Lois and Clark TV show. John Shea was also pretty good Lex Luthor. He was a he was a I, he was a more sinister. If you don't remember, he was a more sinister, uh, low key. You know, he was the businessman, and uh, he, started. I think. I can't remember I think he started out as you know kind of a portrayed as a good guy and then became you know he was the villain so
0: yeah yeah I don't I guess I don't remember I don't know that I watched all of Lois and Clark but I don't remember him necessarily sticking out so I think if I went through and watched I definitely pay closer attention but I fucking ducky dude. I'm so blown away that fucking Alan, Ducky, fucking Luther pulled it off. I was just like, the fuck? That's unreal. Unreal. Mm -hmm. And hopefully he's back in crisis, too, because you did. Like, I honestly thought they fucking killed him off at the end of Supergirl. I was like, holy shit. And the fucking monitor brings him back. So we'll fucking see if he's in crisis. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, before 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 we get into this uh, ton of this Marvel stuff, and people will learn this, I have three dogs that I have to let out. So, let's uh, let's yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about all the Marvel goodies and and Disney Plus stuff from from Comic Con.
0: Perfect. All right. Motherfucker, do we got some shit to talk about? Um Marvel took last year off, didn't go to Comic Con. And this year Kevin Feige came out and laid out everything that was coming out for fucking phase four.
1: Most he,
0: of it. he I I can't think of anything else they can cram in here for phase four.
1: I mean what about I mean you got Black Panther two, Captain Marvel
0: two. I I think that's gonna be phase five. I honestly think this is a two year increment kind of thing where
1: Oh, so you think it's yeah, you gonna think be phase twenty gonna through be...
0: twenty two. Okay, well. I I think phase four is kind of a catching up to current time a, a lot because a lot of this is out of order in a way because I, I think the internals could be playing catch-up uh, Shang-Chi um, could be playing a catch-up I think the only ones that are going to play around with current timelines will be the Disney Plus shows so it'll be Falcon and Winter Soldier um, Wanda and Vision. Loki's the only one that I don't think will be current timeline. That'll go back to whatever. And then Hawkeye.
1: Well, yeah, Loki will be like your quantum leap, right? Yeah. Maybe him hopping yep. around.
0: Yeah. And then, and I think... Mischievous Loki, is...
1: Mischievous Loki from Avengers. First Avengers. Yes. So not reformed yes. Loki.
0: Right. And I, I think... Doc- Doctor Strange and Thor are going to be the only two current timed movies in the in Phase Four. I think everything else is going to like. There's so much in here that doesn't have to deal with this timeline, but introduce a bunch of characters and introduce storylines. But um, so, so wait a minute. Let's, so, let's... so you
1: think? So so you think? So at the at the end of this phase 4 it'll be it will kind of set up like Thanos was at the end of Avengers that'll yes. kick off phase I, 5 and then that, and then they're going to build on another big world building thing maybe get fantastic 4 involved and things like that
0: yeah I, I think what they'll do is i i think that's exactly right where end of phase 4 you're going You're going to end with Thor, Love and Thunder, and it's going to be the last of the. It it, it's going to be the launching point for how everything's going to move forward. I think you're going to find out who the big bad is. I think um, overall,
1: um, that's well. That see, that's kind of cool because then that Thor becomes the. I mean, that's like he's like the cleanup hitter of this phase. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the last I, I, thing we see maybe before phase five and that will set right. up the groundwork. To but I,
0: I think phase five is I, because Blade's been confirmed that there is going to be the start of phase five. But I think that's the right way to do it. Whether it's a TV show or a movie, it kind of gives you that grounded, earth-based story that can kind of set up where everything branches out from. You can start doing current timelines with this. So I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this Phase 4 is kind of just a slow build-up introducing characters and kind of getting everyone caught up to current time because by the time you hit Phase 5, you're going to be where they are at the end of Endgame. So timeline wise, and I think it'll work itself out that way. Um, so I think phase five is the real where you're gonna get into the real meat of it's almost okay. So I think phase four is kind of the new hope part of of this next storyline. Phase five will be the Empire Strikes back part. And then Phase Six, you'll get your Return of the Jedi and everything else. It, it, I think you're going to have the same three act story that Marvel's doing, and this one is just a lot of. This is your exposition time.
1: Well, what's one, one thing I, that's one thing that, that was interesting is when Feige said, I think it was during or like right after Comic Con. It was probably during, but he he kind of said how important that Disney Plus shows will be yeah uh, they'll be so integral to the fabric of the MCU going forward and yep. which is which is very smart because you, you now you now have the highest-grossing movie of all time and you have these all these these other Disney Plus shows which are just going to guarantee the people who I mean I'm going to subscribe anyway it doesn't matter but oh, yeah. but it's like oh, I got to see the Falcon and Winter Soldier I've got to see you know the wandavision show i i you know does does she well you know does does she bring back quicksilver does she is it you know it's just a lot of a lot of yeah. interesting uh, questions come about
0: yeah and I, and i i mean even to the point where the fact that wanda plays such a big role in doctor strange and the multiverse madness that she said you really do have to watch that show to lead into that movie. So I'm like, God damn, they, they really, because I think, I think they're doing it right. It doesn't, it feels like the amount of stuff that you should have for this first phase. But the fact that you don't have to go to the movies to see all of this is what's making me happy.
1: Well, yeah, because it, because they, when they talked about this this Wandavision, I how however, however many episodes it's going to be, six or eight episodes, but that's going to tie into the the Game Boy sounding Multiverse of Madness movie, yeah, which sounds yeah. like a Game Boy game. So 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 you basically so you so within Phase Four, you have a basically you're going to have like a ten hour story arc between the TV show and Doctor Strange. So it's yep. kind of a little subset of Phase Four, and and I imagine it's going to be some some major plot points that will that will tie in, uh, obviously tie into Thor because Thor will be out you know five months or so after the Doctor Strange movie.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of break this down. As uh, I, I'm going to go in the order of their ship being released, not the. Fucked up, stupid order that Kevin Feige was introducing stuff in. I, I still don't understand why he did that. But uh, that being said, he, we, the first thing we're gonna get is Black Widow, and came out. David Harbour was fucking hilarious, like the total fanboying out, which I thought was funny. Um, I think the cast. Is really good for this movie. I, I was kind of shocked. Um, who, uh, who the fuck else is in this movie? Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on their goddamn names. I should have wrote this shit down. Uh, the fuck?
1: What are you talking about? Uh, Letman Black, Black Widow? Uh, yeah. Yeah, David Harbor. I'm on IMDb now. You got you have David Harbor, uh, Rachel Wise, Ray Winstone.
0: That's who i was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, they got a fucking dope ass fucking cast, and and I like the story. It, it, you know, you're tying kind of Budapest into it backstory, and, and again, you're introducing some characters that you don't have to leave in that movie that you can eventually bring forward into the cinematic universe more if you need to. Um, Cause I know one of the, one of the people's playing Yelena, which like kind of melds into like the dark Avengers and stuff, storylines. And and you can kind of move. If Scarlett Johansson is no longer going to be Natalie, you can use, Yelena, who's kind of a Black Widow character in itself, and it replaced Scarlet. Um, So I'm sight, and the fact that they, you know, they're like Taskmaster, Taskmaster, fuck! Taskmaster is the villain for this movie, which I love. So um, I'm down with that. I can't wait to see the, the, first trailer for it
1: um yeah from the dis- a from little the descri- late. yeah from the description with this fight scene it's you know they're talking about a mix between like stuff from winter soldier you know stuff from jason bourne movie you know then you got a motorcycle chase that's kind of like from Mission impossible so yeah i think uh i think it's uh i think this has a potential to surprise some people you know, yeah. and, and hopefully it's very successful, I, and I think it will be. But, uh, I mean, Jesus, it's only uh, uh, what May, right? So we're, yep. we're less than a year.
0: May, yep. Yep, it's getting there. And then we're going to get my, my, one of my favorite duos in the MCU now, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm fucking psyched for that. It looks like Baron Zemo with the fucking purple ski mask look is going to be all about the villain. I'm fucking psyched for that. I'm just like, yes, nail the fucking comic book look. I'm fine with that. Um, A little Daniel Brühl message. I wish they would have shown it on the panel. I wish they would have just left it in there. It would have been cool. Um, Anthony
1: Anthony Mackie Mackie said he's been fitted for cap suits.
0: Yep. You know, it's one of those things where I'm just psyched to see because i love their interaction together i think they play really well off one another um they both look tired as fuck though um i, I will say they they look <laughs> pretty fucking beat um but i just i i can't wait to see that um then they dropped eternals which i was like okay well you also um,
1: remember yeah uh, it says on the thing i'm looking at wandavision spring of 2020 is that correct
0: Uh, no, because it's, it's got to come out right before Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange is what? 2021? Summer 2021?
1: Uh, I'm trying to see what, uh, okay. Spring 2021.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, then you get, um, after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, you get the Eternals and, I hadn't really been paying attention to this. I I knew that it was being made. But again, I was just kind of one where I was just like, whatever, uh, you know, once it gets closer, I'll be more interested in it. Pretty amazing cast. And you fucking rounded out with Selma Hayek and fucking Angelina Jolie. I was like, okay, what the fuck? Um, It really feels like Marvel. It, It was at this point where I'm just like, Marvel is just going to get every fucking actor in Hollywood under its fucking belt and be like, listen, you are all our bitches. You have to do what we say. Everybody wants you in these movies. If even if you don't want to do these movies, someone's going to make you do these movies. So uh, to me, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, holy shit, they're fucking getting everyone for these goddamn movies. Um, Pretty soon there won't be a name that's in there. Uh, but yeah, again, it, it's crazy curbiness, um, and I'm down for that. I, again, don't really know what I'm expecting until they drop that first trailer, which won't be for a while, but I'm psyched for it. Um, and then they bring out uh, a director for Chang, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Teg Rings. And kind of had, had been hearing a little bit about this, but again, not much. And they had just asked the dude who's going to play Shang-Chi um, what, four days before Comic-Con and then had to fucking fly him from Toronto to New York and then from New York to Comic-Con uh, within like all within a four day span, fucking just like that short of notice. Uh, but I'm really psyched for this because they're bringing in the Mandarin. And they're doing the Ten Rings storyline.
1: Finally, so, yeah, and and a right Mandarin, do it right, Mandarin. Do it right and do it. Yes, yeah,
0: like something something we've actually been dying for since Iron Man One, when they dropped the Ten Rings name, as we were all dying for a good Mandarin. And if used right, the Mandarin can be a good Avengers level villain. So. There's fucking hope, man. I was I was super psyched for this that they're gonna do like they're gonna do this. They're gonna bring them in right, and I'm I'm so down for it. Again, none of these panels were super long until you get towards the end a little bit, um, it, and they didn't drop a ton of information, but they you know dropped enough just to be like get you like oh yes what the fuck. And the Ten Rings one was was the moment for me where I'm just like please please. Fucking nail this to make make so, the mandarins just so, badass.
1: But, but so you're saying you don't want Shang Chi to have Iron Fist season one type fighting with like <laughs> no. eighty cuts be, in ten seconds? And
0: <laughs> I, I'll be so
1: pissed, dude. I'll be no, so pissed. This, I think this. No, it be, won't happen. This is going to be good. No, I think that. Happen. I. I really. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of psyched for this because I don't know much about the character, but. Knowing how the MCU does stuff, I, I, to seeing some kung fu on screen, and and then having the Mandarin, are that's just that's just a great combination.
0: Yeah, that that was surprisingly one of my favorite announcements because I, I I'm with you. I don't know much about the character, but I do know about the Mandarin, and I do want like I'd love to see fucking Marvel do a badass kung fu movie. Fuck yeah, bring it on, dude! I'm all I'm all about that. And then that leads into the WandaVision Disney Plus program, Um, with Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen reprising their roles. And what basically everything that they said about this was that it was just going to be fucking weird. Um, Like everyone kind of felt like they didn't really know how to describe the show and that kind of gives me hope because i i think after the after what we've received on the dc universe for these first 3 shows that we really didn't have high hopes for and are now just like blown away i think the fact that the mcu is now doing their version of this these shows have are just to me really exciting. Um, the fact that they're gonna do a grown up Rambo character, um, with that chick who was I was surprised was as flaky as she was, but kinda felt right for that whole storyline. And I don't know if you saw that panel, but she was just like, I just had to walk around and feel the energy and and mm. Comic Con. Like she was super psyched and but just like kinda Fighty and hippie-ish. It was it was really funny, um, but I again another show that I'm kind of excited about. Feels kind of like almost Doom Patrol-esque. Like they're like it's going to be fucking weird, guys. Like just so you know, it, it's a strange show, and I'm I'm down for strange shows. I'm really down for strange. Well, like,
1: shows. I like I said before, I said will will she resurrect? Her brother, Quicksilver, like she did in the House of M storyline in the comics. You know, <laughs> I think. I,
0: and that being said, I think doing a kind kind of House of M storyline leading into Doctor Strange is pretty smart, um, because you have the chance to kind of show her at her full power at this point. Yeah, I, and the fact that like. She's already been one of the strongest of all the Avengers. And she's only been in, what, three films, four films, maybe? Um, so I think this is a great place to kind of expand her powers and show what she can really do and, like, use the, the House of M storyline to kind of freak the whole fucking universe, the whole MCU up. And just make it what it is which makes sense because right after wanda vision is done you're going right into dr strange and the multiverse the multiverse madness which is like we're told is like a legit fucking horror film and just gonna be trippy and psychedelic and that makes sense um Especially with, if you're going to do it, this is the character to do it with. And the fact that you're bringing in Wanda makes sense to kind of grow your your universe, kind of play with the multiverses, play with the like the cosmic aspect of all of this, and explore. Oh, I'm fucking so psyched! Uh, uh, again, another they didn't have a whole lot to say other than it's, it's going to be a horror flick. Benedict came out said a couple words got a happy birthday song to him and that was it
1: um well this is David this is this is all th- this is Feige is like the the drug dealer says here this one's a freebie right <laughs> yes. that's all they're doing they're just getting everybody everybody addicted to the next phase like oh my god so now yes now when you know d23 comes up or something where they can you know they're gonna release more. Uh, I just saw today that uh, I think the, something from the Black Widow uh, movie is going to be in the Endgame uh, Blu-ray release. So, oh, really? Yeah, so things like that. Nice. So, we'll see.
0: So after Doctor Strange, we get uh, another Disney Plus show, Loki, which, again, fucking Tom Hiddleston comes out, and it, that I don't think there's another studio that does better with its casting than the MCU um, they just get the characters right they get the character they make the actors personality such a part of who they're playing and I can't think of anybody else as Loki now I, I never will you know it's it's perfect casting. Uh, he has the best smile for Loki, and it, you know, just you—you you were right. It sounds like it's going to be kind of a yeah, quantum leap kind of show. You know, Loki. Right after he, what did he say? This is Loki. The last thing he knows, or last thing that he knows that's been done to him is being Hulk smashed. So, this is, you still have a pissed off, evil Loki. Um, So, I'm so psyched for that. Especially after the fact that they've kind of made him an anti-hero in the last, you know, last half of the phases. So, you know, it'll be nice to kind of get back to his really evil ways. I'm so psyched for that.
1: And, and, and hey, man! And there's no, there's no uh, discounting him from being somewhere in the, the Thor Love and Thunder movie.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Holy shit! Good call.
1: So we'll, I didn't
0: even think of that. We'll see. And then you get a another Disney Plus show, the What If yes. animated, the first MCU animated, which isn't canon, but kind of is canon because it's the watcher and the watcher going to be doing what if storylines of fate of the infinity saga as they're calling it now. I'm fucking so psyched for this. I, I want, I want the Hulk if he stayed as a gladiator and, and they kind of played out the planet Hulk storyline in the one if. um, what if Cap gave the shield to Bucky instead of instead of Sam? Uh, like, and, and the fact that they're just going with the the instant, Infinity Saga of of the MCU is fucking brilliant. I'm so psyched for this. So yeah, the so, one so that, yeah. Psyched.
1: So the one that I heard is uh, is it like what if Peggy Carter took the Super Soldier Serum? And, instead of Steve. Yeah, and and then he and then he be, and then Steve became like Iron Man. Um Yeah. But like my, so my thoughts were other stuff. I mean obviously it's going to be related to the MCU excuse me MCU movies, but I was thinking of stuff like, you know, what if Cap didn't die in World War 2, you know? Yeah. Uh, what if uh yeah, what if uh Bucky or Falcon became Captain America, you know? You could have other stuff, you know, what if Ultron had no teeth, uh what if, <laughs> what if what if Quicksil- Quicksilver did see that coming, you know? I mean, you right. could, but I, I think it's very smart to tie it into the movies that people already know so they know what happened so you can just tweak it. And uh, the only thing that concerns me is Marvel does not have a great track record with, a- with animation.
0: No, they do that, I, I So
1: I need to see I, what the animation, is it all going to be in the same animation style or is it going to be different each one? what have you. I will say that some of their early...
0: some of their early animation stuff is decent. Like, there's a point where their animation stuff took a fucking serious nosedive. And it was just like, what the fuck? But, like, up to and including hulk versus which was like ended up being hulk versus thor and hulk versus wolverine those movies were pretty decent because you had like the avengers and they were taken on the chitauri and then you had the new avengers and avengers 2 and you, you had a doctor strange animated movie again a lot of there's a first set of like five six, seven movies that they did that were really promising, really good and then they just kind of fucking went off the rails and no one, I I don't know what the fuck they were thinking and that's why like the DC animated universe was so good so yes, you're right, if there's one thing to be worried about is that their animation sucks Um, but I'm hoping hoping that they got this shit down Open.
1: yeah uh well again in feige we trust right
0: yeah at this point there's no reason not to holy shit um so then after the what if you get another disney plus show which is hawkeye um and from the description of this it sounds like you're exploring hawkeye as an avenger as a person Who's a superhero, no special abilities, just a regular guy who's extremely talented, who fights with superhuman people. And it sounds like he's going to be training Kate Bishop to be the next Hawkeye. So fucking, again, another one, I'm super down. He looks super pumped, super happy to be doing it. So that makes me excited. Like everything about it felt genuine. So I'm really psyched for this one.
1: Yeah, that, uh, well, we finally get some dedicated Hawkeye action, right? Yeah, exactly. Hawkeye finally gets some love, you know?
0: Yep. And then after that, uh, you get Thor, Love and Thunder, which, you know, I obviously had heard the news before the panel that, what was going to happen, but as you're watching the panel and no one really knows, it's really funny to watch because they're, you know, they're, they're kind of going over what could happen. Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Taika TD are fucking around on stage, and and uh, Valkyrie looks happy. I can't fuck. Tessa Thompson looks mm-hmm. super happy to be there. She's got a huge smile on her face, looks like she's having fun. And then someone, you know, asked the obvious setup question of, well, what, is there anything you have kind of planned? And Tycho just starts spouting off about, you know, one of the runs. I th- who was it? Aaron's run? Um, yeah. Fuck. Jason
1: Aaron's I
0: can't. Jason Aaron's run of
1: And that dude's having Thor. too much fun, too. Tycho, he's, just, yeah. he's having like so much fun. Oh,
0: the dude is having a blast. I love that guy. Um, and that... And then he brings out Natalie Portman to play the the female version of Thor. I'm like, holy shit. You know, again, when I heard the news, I was like, holy shit. But when I saw it, it was funny because it looked like even Hemsworth and Tessa were both kind of taken by surprise by a little bit, which I found funny because you know they kind of probably saw each other backstage unless Feige really has that shit unlocked. Um but Yep, we're getting female Thor and I'm just like or the mighty Thor. And I'm I'm fine with it. I I'm you know, I'm okay with it because it's done in the comics.
1: But did you you know I, I mean I, I never you never thought that she was coming back. Like you, no, I would have thought that I didn't think that, that that Tessa, like the Valkyrie would, would become the mighty well, Thor. This is
0: this is where my problem lies, is I think Tessa feels committed she feels like she's having a good time she feels as a worthy person to take over the title of thor i think she's earned it in the movies i think she's earned it as a character i think it she's had she's earned it as an actress i don't feel as though natalie has earned it and yes those first two Thor movies aren't great. But she... You can tell when she's working on a project that she's not necessarily 100% behind. And it kind of felt that way with me in those first two movies. And the fact that she had never come back after those first two movies kind of you know, felt like, oh, she's done, she doesn't care. You know, she's never really cared about these big blockbuster Hollywood movies that she's been in from the Star Wars franchise to right. Thor and so on. So it it to me, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. I want her to be Thor. I mean, we finally get Thor the way he should be. He's kind of jokey, you know, but still super powerful you can take them seriously when you need to i don't want to kind of go back to that somber thor i don't want to i i'm enjoying the thor we're getting now if tessa were to take over as thor i think we'd still get that i think with natalie we're gonna it's gonna be hard to kind of make her Somewhat jokey. I mean, she's going to have to be. It, to me, it feels like she's going to take the role super serious and kind of ruin the character for me. So I'm not overly excited. But again, I loved Ragnarok. I think Taika watiti did an amazing job. So I have faith in him. I'm just. I'm not sold on Natalie Portman. It's going to. It, it's gonna you know definitely take that first trailer and then you know some footage of me seeing her as Thor to buy it but that's a long way off
1: but it's, but it is i mean it's it's shocking that that she's coming back
0: it really is i mean
1: i just that i never like if somebody said i'll give you you know I'll give you Vegas odds or whatever I'm like nah you no, know, there's no way that's happening. You know, so yeah. whoever, whoever took that prop bet, some some dude took a prop bet like five years ago that she's coming back, and he he just made eighty grand off of his yeah fifty dollar bets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I, there's no way I would have ever thought that, not in a million years. So then they're they're wrapping up the panel, and they're everyone's where because they ended up doing Black Widow as the last one that they brought out had hats for everyone in the audience and we're doing this big selfie and everything else and then they're like oh we have one more thing before we take this selfie picture of everyone in the crowd and uh, call out Mahersha Ali and aren't really saying what he's doing he goes oh I see you have your own hat there and he's like yeah and he puts it on and it's a fucking blade hat so, they're basically introducing Mahersha Ali as Blade, which has been confirmed for Phase 5. So, it's going to be the first either show or movie in Phase 5. But the fact that they got a two time Oscar winner to play fucking Blade, oh my God.
1: Yeah, he, I, and he was free. You know, we loved him as Cottonmouth.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the that best dude. part of
1: that, that, that first half of uh, Luke Cage, that season. season was great.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. I, I I'm so psyched for this. It, it was funny someone had yelled out at one of these things. I think it was Doctor Strange or something. Someone said, "Is it going to be rated R?" And Kevin Feige without missing a beat says, "No, it's going to be PG-13 and you're still going to go see it and you're still going to like it." I fucking died laughing because it was kind of throwaway. Like, I don't think if you were really paying attention, I didn't, at hear, that I didn't point, know that. He, he
1: said yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yes. And, but he said it like kind of sarcastically, joking around. But it, like, it, he said it without missing a beat. Like, he knew someone was going to ask if either it was either Doctor Strange or Blade that wasn't going to be rated R. And he had the answer fucking in his hip pocket waiting for it. So. I thought that was fucking hilarious, but I'm psyched. I'm so psyched for Phase 5. I I like what they're doing. I'm a little shocked at what's coming out for Phase 5 as opposed to where I thought it was going to go, but I'm okay with it. Again, I think that's a lot of character development. I think eventually, once you get into Phase 5, you're going to have... So much to work with. They can fucking. They will be able to go anywhere and everywhere with what they're building up in this phase. So I'm fucking stoked.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh that's that's a that's another good surprise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what's uh what's your general thoughts of for Comic Con 2019? What did what did you think of it overall?
1: I, I thought it was great. I, I, even though you know I'm a huge DC fan, and uh, mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton of DC stuff there, I thought the 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 breadth of stuff that we saw, uh, starting out with the Top Gun trailer, and then Picard, and then you know uh, the stuff about we heard about you know the Crisis crossover, and they kept kind of slowly spilling those things out okay well this person's coming back (laughs) now you know now uh, he's going to be he's going to be Superman Uh, no he's going to be Kingdom Come Superman you know then the Watchmen trailer all that so I I mean I get if I'm going to rate this this Comic-Con I give it a Jedi I thought I thought every everything except that Witcher yeah uh, was 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 compelling was interesting um and uh yeah i mean it's just i, I think a good it was a good mix of about everything you got mcu you got some dc stuff you got uh some star trek stuff you got some hbo stuff so i mean
0: yeah i i, I thought think it was strong. I'm...
1: I thought it was strong comic con
0: yeah i i agree with you i think I kind of wanted more and, and, and that feels so greedy to say at this point, but like, you know, as much as we got, I kind of kept, I kept wanting more and more. And, you know, I, I, there was some stuff that we didn't talk about. Like I'm super psyched for the Jay and silent Bob reboot movie. Um, uh, I fucking, that looks so funny to me. Um, but I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I would go see this anyways. Um, uh, and he dropped that right before Com- Comic Con as opposed to dropping his trailer in Hall H. Um, it was nice to see that him and Ben Affleck are back together hanging out and shit. Yeah,
1: that, is, that, that was cool.
0: Yeah. Um, again, you know, it, if you love Kevin Smith, you'd probably enjoyed seeing that trailer. If you don't, I get it. understand i'm I'm not going to begrudge you but to me it was it was it got me excited to see this movie um but yeah i think overall it was fucking a super solid comic-con i i jedi it as well um yeah other than that fucking witcher thing man that was i I don't get that but again i was i was happy especially that Marvel panel man that when they started dropping all that shit that was psyched so um yeah i just thought before we sign off for the night i thought that uh we kind of go over because you know this was very comic-con specific um future episodes we'll probably do a little bit of news um kind of do like what we've watched segments um have a couple ideas as to shit that we can do little tournament kind of things. Get, get our friends and fans involved into the show. Um, and we have some shit set up. Uh, we have our email set up at vintage geeks podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can look at us at Instagram at vintage At Twitter, we're at Vintage Underscore Geeks, and on Facebook, we are at Vintage Geeks Podcast. So uh, follow us, tweet at us, um, let us know what you think. We don't really care what you think overall. We're going to do this shit and have fun, regardless. But yeah, yeah. Find us on
1: Facebook. Uh, It'll this will be. I mean, subscribe. Well, obviously you're going to be listening to this by the time you hear it, duh. But uh, (laughs) subscribe, subscribe. Uh, But I do, I do want to give a huge shout out to uh, Jared Gafford with Comic Book HQ because Jared messaged me this morning because you know David kind of set up the Facebook page and that kind of got out there and and Jared was like, uh, so you know when you guys starting and I told him he says. I mean, and he – this was just – this is just Jared, okay? And I've never met Jared in person. I've only talked to him and been on podcasts with him. He's like, yeah. you know what? My gift to you, I want to design a logo for you. And, I mean, it's just it's just super nice. And, you know, I told him what my – the ideas, you know, in my head. And fucking like 10 minutes later, we got a freaking graph a, a professional graphic design logo. So that's yeah. all you see. It's all in our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram. So – but just so you know, so Jared, Jared, uh, does voiceover work. He's actually uh, he's uh, he's going to be in uh, he's going to voiceover a character in a in a video game uh, coming up soon. So he does that. Uh, he has a podcast called Comic Book HQ, and they cover uh, they they'll cover a bunch of different comic book runs. You know, some sometimes things related to the movie, sometimes not. You know, like when. Uh, uh, you know, I think they've done like crisis, and they've done things like that uh, that yeah. are tied into you know things on TV. So definitely follow him. It's again at it's comic book HQ, Jared Gafford, and uh, appreciate that. I also want to give a shout out, and they had asked me to be on the show tonight, and I said I can't because we're recording our show. But this a brand new uh, podcast about the upcoming Picard series. And it is from uh, with uh, Rebecca and Brooke, and it is uh, the Picard cast. Nice. So, so the, by the time ours is up, theirs is probably going to be up. So look and and find that, and uh, you know, show them show them some love and support. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, we, again, we are all over Facebook. We're we're in the leftover army with you know. We're both huge fans of PCL. We interact with them. Um, Dan Ramirez and the guys and and, and Steve Hudson at Heroes of Noise. Um, So, yeah, we're, you know, we love all these guys. Everyone's been super supportive of us. Been super psyched to get back and record with Joe again. It's, It's been too long.
1: Yeah, it has. And if if you out there, if you guys really want to go down the rabbit hole, we had a hundred and some twenty some episodes of the supercast. So yep. don't start at episode one. Maybe <laughs> start at like <laughs> seven or eight. Uh, yeah, I don't. What episode did you did you start on, David? Do you remember? It was
0: pretty early. It was, okay. I think, within the within the teens. I think okay. I was pretty yeah, early I on.
1: Is, I think so too. So yeah. yeah, so that that's still that's still out there, but. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and it,
0: it's, it sounds like Jordan's still going to be doing stuff. Um, he's still using the page on and off. Uh, he, he was pretty psyched over the, the con this year as well. I saw him posting some stuff, especially about the toys. Um, I think Jordan will always get back on there and, and post. So keep following that, and, and I'm sure eventually we'll get the band back together and do some shit together again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, that's all we got for you tonight. Until next time, I hope everyone has a good, good space of time in between. And to my daughter, love you, loser.
1: <laughs> End of line.
0: End of line. <laughs>